Welcome to Pro Talks, the podcast where we take a deep dive into a topic in the construction industry. I'm Dave Pennington, Building Envelope Business Unit Leader at Prosico, and today I'm joined by the members of our technical team to discuss fluid-applied air and water barriers and, um, you know, mock-ups. So I'd like to let my panel introduce themselves, and we'll start with Guy Long. My name is Guy Long. I am a former building envelope consultant uh, that brings uh, a number of years of out in the field and supporting the architectural community. I also provide uh, uh, assistance with CAD and Bluebeam markups, and that's one of the functions that I do along with plan review and looking at how we can incorporate our system into someone's design. That's what I do. What about you, Pat? Uh, I'm Pat Downey. I cover the Western U.S. from Denver to Hawaii, the Mexican border through Canada. And my background's in windows and doors, um, retrofit new construction. I come out and uh, do trainings on job sites, presentations, and support the project. I like to really be involved with the project throughout the Western U.S. And um, been doing this since um, 2008 with this group and windows since the early 90s. Um, Paul, what about you? I'm Paul Grahovac. I'm manager of code standards and field support uh, out of the corporate office. And I'm Chris Tobias. I'm uh, the newest member of the team. I joined uh, Pasoko in uh, January and uh, 20 years in the commercial roofing uh, segment of the com of construction. And I work in the upper Midwest from Minnesota over to Western PA. I work with contractors and architects, spot specifiers and consultants. Um, I like to get on the projects, work with contractors, learning how to install the project and troubleshoot those odd details. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. Today, we're going to talk about mock-ups, uh, something we've noticed that the industry's kind of moved away from them a little bit. Um, and, you know, they are so important, important to understanding compatibility of products and, you know, um, defining what's performing and what's not performing. And, um, you know, our group today has a lot of opinions about that. So let's, let's talk about mock-ups, guys. That's a good idea. Let me let me collaborate with my colleague here, Paul Grohovac. We worked on a project in Kansas City. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Paul? It's uh, known as Second and Delaware. It's uh, the largest passive house apartment building in the world. I believe it's uh, 376 units. And uh, it has some huge uh, passive house, triple pane, heavy windows. Uh, that were going to be uh, installed and ultimately were. And, um, you know, we, we said, hey, we've got some test chambers. Maybe you ought to give some thought to using them um, so that you get a, the best result. Well, I think one of the first things we did is in design development, in our meetings, we had the ability to tell them that we had those testing chambers and it, it facilitated the concrete casting contractor to say, well, why don't we put together this mock-up, uh, cast the window opening at this point, let's get with the window manufacturer, and let's put this all together and kind of test it based on what the actual construction is going to be like. And we proceeded with that uh, thought process 
the concrete contractor cast this huge wall that we had to bring it in on an 18-wheeler uh, and have a significant uh, weighted crane to pick it up and get it into our chamber uh, area, of which then we we hooked up our chamber. Uh, we then proceeded to follow the instructions from the window manufacturer on how to put his two-part window assembly that incorporated not only the fenestration of the window, but also the sill, which was not part of the entire window. It was a separate element. And when we followed the instructions from the contractor or from the window manufacturer, we found that the weakness occurred where that interface between the two windows came. They were, the manufacturer of the window assembly insisted on that this is the way it had to be. Well, perhaps maybe in Ireland, where they originally developed it, it worked. In fact, some of the testing that was done, unlike what they do here in the United States, was they put the pressure uh, from the outside, and uh, it was from the inside, so everything pressed against the wall. Well, in our uh, American-type testing that we do, we do the pressure from the outside because that's really where the pressure is coming, which showed the vulnerability of that, that interface between the sill and that window fenestration. And as a result of that, we had to go back. We had to isolate the window frame and actually insert it into the opening and seal the fenestration extrusion to the rough opening totally. And once we did that, we found that we had uh, a, a very effective and very stout seal from uh, a, the intrusion of air and the intrusion of water. So we dispensed with the seal piece altogether. Correct, we okay. did, and and it was quite. Uh, unusual, at least the uh, the uh, manufacturer from uh, from Ireland was looking at it and and totally agreed with our solution. At this point in time, of course, we used our proprietary material to seal that window off. But as a result, they they found the the ability to maintain that air and water tightness that they were looking for to to provide the air tightness uh, for passive house. Uh, certification. What well, what was the uh, what was the outcome of, uh, of finding you know the, the best path forward? I mean, what what did this job this this job was very successful, largest passive house in North America, right? Yes, apartment building, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, and it really lends itself to the value of of a mock up and studying the details and making sure it performs before you build the structure, right? I mean, no question. And again, correct. it's got to be it's got to be part of the specification. It's got to be part of the design detail drawings to understand how these things come together. I, another one comes to mind with regards to working at the University of Tennessee. In this particular case, they had a situation in which it was a two-story mock-up of of this particular wall assembly and roof transition and below grade because of the terrain in which the building was being built. So not only did we have interface with below grade, but we had curtain wall, 
We had roofing interface. We had all kinds of different interfaces that required the need to build a two-story mock-up. And the, the curiosity about the, the whole testing of the mock-up and, and, and getting it ready to be tested was the fact that it happened to be in a, a season in Tennessee where it rained almost every day. And we had our, our, our material that can be used when the products or the substrates are wet. And we were able to demonstrate the, the hardiness of the, the STP technology in which we applied the material in the rain. The observers were out there in their umbrellas and rain jackets watching how things were being done. And as a result of that, once that was all finished, cured, and readied for air testing, when they did air test it, they found that, again, the, uh, uh, the, the usefulness of the mock-up was such that we were able to overcome all of the different interface concerns and intricacies that typically come up when you put a, a mock-up together as that size. And what we ended up doing was performing as expected, airtight, watertight. And uh, we have since then been involved with multiple projects there at the University of Tennessee in doing uh, most of all of their new construction. Every time we do something like that, we do a mock-up and test it. That's uh, that's uh, great stuff. Those are good positive um, examples. What the other side of that is? How much does it cost you if you put this off? Or you know, I see in new construction a lot of the time, people wait until the job is finished just as a punch list thing to finish the mock-up because it's in the spec. Well, that, that doesn't tell you anything about performance. The building's already enclosed and everything, so. It really doesn't. It what happens is is the fact is that we we don't look at all of those intricacies until oh oh we're on the job site the contractors out there the subs are out there and all of a sudden we see ooh we these things don't come together the way we thought they were going to come together and what happens is is now the job stops we go back into the drawing or drafting room and try to figure out how these things go together. And when you do that, that's where the cost goes. It skyrockets in terms of uh, uh, trying to maintain budgets from the get-go. If you don't do that and you don't take the time up front during design, during uh, 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 the, the detail uh, washing out or, or making sure that things are done appropriately, that's where it really starts to cost money. And unfortunately, the people that do not do mock-ups are the ones that suffer that consequence when it comes down to it. Again, we always insist upon doing mock-ups because that's where you find out where the problems occur. Not when you're on the job site putting everything together. That cost big money to fix. Sure. I know that um, uh, there's some good examples that Pat and Chris have talked about in the past. If you guys yep. want to maybe share a, a bad job that could have been solved with a mock-up. Yeah, I had one in Seattle where um, they didn't do mock-ups. They had great ideas. They had um, a product that was relatively new. Um, and basically, they put it on and Within two years, the sheathing had um, molded and they actually had to strip everything off. And um, so, of course, the insurance is only going to pay for like materials, but 
the, everything was out of sequence. Um, people weren't trained properly where you can train on mock-ups as well. Um, and so now in this project, we've gone in and we've done a mock-up. We were mocking up the windows, the sequencing, who's going to be where. Um, it brings all of that out. So it went from no mock-up, very expensive to fix it. And now we're motoring through. And the mock-up is also the example of um, how this product is going to look. And if you bring new people on, applicators, you can bring them down to the mock-up. This is how the rough opening looks. This is how the air barrier looks. This is how you detail around through wall penetrations. It's something that you can go through, especially if you have um, some people where there's a language barrier. This helps them out. You've got a visual. Um, and then you can also do, we're doing adhesion tests of various products that are lapping onto each other. And so mock-ups are extremely important to get everybody on the same page. Yeah, Chris, that's, that's great. Chris, you have uh, any any thoughts on mock-ups? Well, I, I don't know that I can add much more than what uh, what Pat had, had said. You know, we we had a project up in, in Chicago. It was a veterinary hospital and, you know, no mock-up. Uh, the mason came in, built the CMU backup wall. Uh, they looked at the windows. The windows were going to be set out from the CMU. And uh, they looked and they thought that the, the windows were going to be set on the insulation. So they just go ahead and uh, re you know, return the, the CMU at the rough opening and um, return that out. So now we have, you know, half blocks that are irregular and, and no real way to, 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 to flash and install the air barrier. Um, in, in lieu of just having a mock-up, we could have, um, we could have said, Hey, let's, let's put some wood blocking out there and, and put some bucks on, uh, on the exterior and, and hang the window appropriately. So now we have a very, you know, odd orientation and, and holes all throughout the, uh, the, the CMU block that we have to, um, had to work around. And, um, and at the same time, the, the contractor really wasn't, um, fully trained on what products to use. And uh, it would have been a great opportunity to, 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 to work that through on the mock-up versus, uh, you know, on the finished product. Yeah. You know, yeah. the other thing, Dave, that we need to consider is that the design <clears throat> professionals are accustomed to dealing with mock-ups from a visual perspective. They're wanting to see how this color or how much shading or all that other stuff they don't, again, there's two types of mock-up. One is from an aesthetic perspective where they stand back so far, they look at it and say, oh, that's what I perceive it to do. But from our perspective, we want a functioning mock-up that has the ability to be tested for air and water tightness. That's where what Pat had talked about specifically about it, field adhesion testing, all of that can be done without having to wait until we now start to construct it and we find, oh my goodness, this sealant will not help us bond to a perimeter condition or an interface between a penetration. Those are the things that come back to haunt us. And it's much easier to deal with it on the front end than it is during construction. Always cost a fortune to fix, always. Absolutely. And you you touched on something that Pat touched on as well, and that's you know, uh, adhesion testing and, and, and being present, you know, that's, that's a big part of what we do guys you guys know that, um, being on the job and providing that service is something we've always felt is our duty as the manufacturer. And, and really, um, I think that when you're building a building, you, you need to have the product manufacturer there to make sure that your materials are going in properly. 
you know, um, you, you just don't want to get a product off the shelf and go figure it out. You need you need direction sometimes with job specific details uh, and and involvement in the mock up or you know the job start and training of the contractor. So, you know, it, it, to have the manufacturer on your team is critical. And have that mock up can save you a lot of heartburn uh, and money. Um, and it also can bring you some hugely successful projects that people just don't forget. You know, um, that service is uh, addictive uh, for specifiers. And, and that's always been our, our path forward as a manufacturer. So I think it's uh, very clear that, uh, you know, mock-ups are important. And, you know, as much as um, construction teams uh, might want to move through that really quickly or, value engineer it out of a job, it is, um, you know, really important to make sure that that happens. The recipe for disaster. Absolutely. You know, you talk about um, compatibility testing, you know, a lot of that compatibility testing is done in the lab. And uh, mock-ups do a really good job of answering that question of whether we're going to have compatibility or not in the on, on site. Right. And, you know, so you're you're being asked so often, you know, does this compatible? Does this work? Does this work? But if you use a if you use it on a, on a mock up, now you can really evaluate in that environment and how those products are installed and uh, allow those observe them and then then do some testing on them. And we really know that they're compatible on that project. Absolutely. You know, job site is always better than a lab because it's the real condition the products being used in, yeah. you know. So great. One other point I would just like to, to mention, I, I was listening to someone talk about this and I think it's a, it's a, I think it's really important is, you know, uh, mock-ups are great, but uh, it doesn't do you a lot of good. If you take your best guys who are on another project, bring them over, install the product on the mock-up and then walk off the job. I think it's pretty essential to make sure that the crews that are going to be installing the products are the ones also erecting and, and putting your products on that mock-up. Good point. That is a great point, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Well, good stuff, guys. Um, anybody have anything else to add about mock-ups? I think we all agree that they're critically important. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, contributing today. And um, I think it was another successful pro talk. All right.